The Control OAB podcast, brought to you by Astalis. Hello, and you're very welcome along to the fourth and final episode of Control OAB. I'm your host, Claire McKenna. Over the course of this series, we've heard about a medical condition that affects almost 350,000 people in Ireland today, overactive bladder. Now, if you've heard of OAB, there is a good chance, almost one in three in fact, that you think it mainly affects women, or you assume that it's primarily a condition that elderly people suffer from. So it might surprise you to learn that 52% of those affected by it in Ireland are men, and almost half, 49% of the people with the condition, are in the 35 to 64 age bracket. These preconceived ideas about OAB are why we've partnered with Astellas to create this podcast, which you can listen to in private and in your own time, making it the perfect place to learn about a medical issue that affects a lot of Irish people, just like you and me, and which we don't often hear talked about. We really want to change that, so we've invited a range of healthcare professionals and patients to share their insights, their experiences and their advice for dealing with this all-too-common condition. Hopefully our guests will be able to give you the information you need to take control of OAB today. It's as simple as contacting your GP or even visiting oab.ie to complete a self-assessment. Across the series so far, we've heard from doctors who specialise in this area and we also spoke to a female patient about her experience dealing with this condition. In our final episode today, we'll now hear from John, who's one of the many Irish men affected too. So thanks, John, for coming in. It's obviously a a personal thing to talk about. Did you have any hesitation in in agreeing to take part? No, I was glad to take part because uh, if it's helpful to tell other people the story of what's happened in my life well I'd be more than delighted. And it's a, it's a health issue and people just want the information and is this something you would have liked to have been able to listen to just as you were approaching your diagnosis or just after? Yes it would definitely have been a help because um, you're not quite sure what's happening and uh, until you talk to somebody or get some advice you don't know where to take it from from there but uh I would find something like this very helpful. Yeah, because knowledge is power, isn't it? And we shouldn't be embarrassed about any kind of medical condition. And if you can help one person, as you say. Exactly. Once you can help somebody, it's a start anyway. So take us back a little bit then as to why you went to your GP in the first place and, and what was going on. Yeah, I just had what's called urgency. And uh, basically, you're going about your everyday business and uh, all of a sudden you're getting cut short. You need a toilet and you need it urgently and uh, that's not always available. As you know yourself, if you're in town or somewhere, finding a toilet can be quite a hazardous task and uh, I just found this was the start of it and uh, I had to go to my GP then to get some advice on where to take it from there. And this was a noticeable difference because this wasn't something that had been happening to you regularly. All of a sudden, this was a, a new thing that you needed to go to the toilet a lot more often. Yeah, it steadily got worse. Uh, when it started, it was occasionally happening that I was getting caught short. Then it gradually got worse. And then I had to go to my GP. I had no other idea where to go. So I took it to my GP. And 
How did you feel going for that first appointment? Yeah, I was unsure because I didn't really know what was happening to me or why it was happening. So uh, lucky my GP is a very gentle person and uh, she was able to take me through the problems that was happening to me and uh, explain them and uh, put me forward to uh, a specialist. I suppose sometimes when we think of symptoms, we think we have to be feeling unwell or, or feeling sick. How long did you live like this before you made that appointment? Probably for two months or so. I was uh, gradually getting a bit worse. And uh, as you say, it's, it doesn't feel like a sickness. You're not feeling unwell. You're just having this problem of urgency, which is really gets in your way. And uh, when I took it to the GP, uh, I suppose it was about two months before I went. And then uh, things progressed from there pretty quickly. And you're a taxi driver, so I'm sure like it was very complicated as to where you were going to find to go. It was very difficult because, as you know, around Dublin City, there's not many places. So you frequent pubs, restaurants, places, <laughs> anywhere where you can... Th- hopefully get in that you wouldn't be upsetting the management because a lot of places prefer that you're a customer when you use their bathroom facilities so it was a nightmare to be honest. Well John I salute you for not being the kind of man that just pulls in anywhere at the side of the road because there's plenty that would Um, and perhaps with a situation like this it might be a bit more understandable so maybe I'll throw a bit more empathy somebody's way if I do see that happening but that's not the route you chose No So when did the term overactive bladder start to be discussed? Was it at that first appointment? It was, yeah It was at the first appointment with my GP that she discussed an overactive bladder and uh, she explained me the pros and cons and what what it was all about. So from then on, it was a learning process for me. And what did she tell you about the condition? She told me that um, basically you have a problem with your bladder and uh, being overactive, you can need a toilet at any given time. When you need to go, you need to go and you've got to find somewhere very quickly. And that was uh, basically the explanation she gave me. Was there a part of you that was relieved that the minute you described the symptoms she was able to diagnose something and that it wasn't something more sinister that we we sort of panic about? It was still it's still an issue, of course, but perhaps it could have been worse. Were you thinking that at all? Yes, I was, because the uh, first thing that comes into your mind is what's causing this. You think all sorts of things. And um, one of the tests was a prostate test was involved. And, uh, of course, you think of all sorts of things, like the big C word comes into mind. And uh, I have to say I was pretty nervous about the whole lot for a while until uh, I got the results of my tests. And then I could relax a little bit more. Yeah that overactive bladder was what it was. And had you ever heard of this term before? No, I'd never heard of overactive bladder. Even when I did hear about it, 
I you see advertisements for women with overactive bladder and etc. And uh, I just presumed it was a woman's problem, not a man's problem. And I was quite shocked to find that quite a lot of men suffer from this problem. Yeah, and 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 men just like you, it's it's not something for older age either. It's it's men in their prime, if I may say, they can happen to at any time. And what did she tell you about the the treatment or life going forward? Yeah, well, she um, got me an appointment with a specialist, and uh, I went to see him, and uh, he put me on medication, which uh, helped a little bit, but not a lot. And uh, he went forward with some tests. And then he, uh, after a couple of months of tests and trying different medications, he sent me forward to uh, another specialist who was more dynamic. And uh, let's say he was involved in modern techniques. And uh, he took me on board and uh, he put me on some medication first, which helped. And then he went on to do some tests and uh, some further treatments, which really helped. And uh, today I'm, uh, say, a lot better. I'm able to uh, go about my daily business without having to stop and worry about urgency, which is a great thing. And before you started to get the treatment, what would be the time difference? I mean, would it be every 15 minutes, every half an hour? How many times? The problem is it could be every 15 minutes. It could be a half an hour. It's the urgency. It's when it's coming, when when that time comes where you need to go to the bathroom. Well, you need to go. And it doesn't matter where you are, you've got to find somewhere so the 15 minutes wouldn't really matter. It's just that that exact point where you feel you need to go. That's what urgency is. You need to go there and then and you've got to find somewhere and uh, it can prove problematic because uh, you have leakage problems along the way, which you have to deal with. And then what was the difference post treatment? How, how did life change? Well, life changed drastically because um, post-treatment you were having leakage problems. You were up at night going to the bathroom two, three times a night. There could be a bedwetting episode. There could be anything. Most embarrassing. Yeah, really, really tough because it does get in. We, I mean, we said you didn't feel sick, but it was really affecting no. your everyday life. Absolutely. Devastating. And up until seeing the doctor and getting the treatment, did you think this was just the way life was going to be? Yeah, I thought this was the way life was going to pan out, that you're going to have to live with these problems. And uh, luckily enough for me, the treatment has worked and uh, I'm so much better. I can get on with my daily life. So tell us a bit about life now and how different it is post-treatment. Well, now my daily life if I have a need to go to the bathroom I have time on my side I'm not rushing for an urgent uh, as I say urgency is the, the key word and uh, now I'm 
having time where if I need to go to the bathroom, I have time to locate a bathroom and uh, relax and go to the bathroom without having urgency where I'm rushing for a bathroom and maybe having leakage problems or whatever. And it's not taking up your time now. You don't wake up in the morning and think about that stress on your day. No, You can no. just carry on as normal. I can carry on as normal. The stress was dreadful. Every day, worrying. First thing you get up in the morning, you're worrying about the bathroom. It's the first thing on your mind. If you're going anywhere, you've got to plan. You've got to go. If you're going to into the city centre, it's a, a absolute nightmare. Because how do you plan your toilet? You've got to go to shopping centre where there's a toilet available. You've got to go to shops where there's toilets available. Everywhere you're continually planning. So it's a, it's a bit of a nightmare for anybody. And what would be your advice to somebody listening who either has these symptoms or has just been diagnosed with overactive bladder? Well, for somebody who hasn't been diagnosed, I would say, please go to your GP and get advice. For somebody who has been diagnosed, I would say, there's light at the end of the tunnel and go ahead with the treatment because there is some treatment there that will help you. For all the people out there that it's affecting, you know, there is help. Overactive bladder is a, it's not a nasty word. It's there and it's, you need help and uh, the sooner you get it the better and it is something that can be managed and as you say there is light at the end of the tunnel how long was the process from you seeking help to you going about your daily business without all that stress and strain I suppose about 12 months in treatment and trying out different medications etc but uh, on a gradual basis it got better after probably six months, I was feeling a lot better. Gradually, nine months better again, and then 12 months where I am now, which is in a much better position. And supported all the way along, and with a name for something and a treatment plan, you just feel all the better. Oh, yeah, I feel all the better for it. I can plan my day, relax. I can go for trips. I can remember one trip I went to I was going to Galway for a weekend and we were taking the train and immediately panic stations when the day came along. What about the bathroom? Planning, sitting down, waiting for the bathroom to be free. Just a nightmare of a trip. I'll never forget it. But uh, now I've been on the train to Galway again, thank God, and uh, I was able to plan my trip, relax not have to worry. Uh, it was a whole different experience. Amazing. Well, that's great to hear. And John, thank you very much for talking to me today. You're more than welcome. And please God, it will help somebody out there. I think hearing your story is going to help a lot of people listening. That's almost it for today's episode and indeed the series. If any of the experiences or advice you've heard over the past few episodes particularly resonated with you, don't forget you can log on to oab.ie to complete a self-assessment. 
A quick thank you to both of the doctors and the patients who took time to chat with us over our four episode run. And of course, thanks must go to our partners, Astalis, for working with us to raise awareness of the condition and how it can be managed. Let's take control of OAB today.